to you Unlock your mind and listen Come and talk to me Let's have a conversation I really wanna know What you think and how you're feeling Let's get into the show Uncomfortable conversations with Shalaika Yeah. What you should be having is a you should be planning because you know this shit not gonna last forever. So you should be planning one for when um, recreation is is able to to happen because it we understand that at first nothing's gonna be a hundred percent at first. Right. But at the capacity you're able to operate at. You need to be operating at 100% of that. Mm-hmm. So, if we don't want we don't want them necessarily inside, what if we do? Not I don't want to say a block party per se, but just something that's outside. What if while while the centers are open, giving food, we we were able to you know yeah. set up a little something outside mm-hmm. during those hours. So not everybody's doing something. You got to like doing something like that. Um, uh, the police show up anyway. They'll show because um, they come to. They just come to the center and sit um, every for day. a couple of hours. Yeah, they they normally do it. They I know they come to us towards the end of our day, um, but I'm sure they do everybody in shifts. Okay. Um. So you'll have that. They'll be able. To, it it won't it, just do something like that, like trying to uh, force a, a situation that that isn't thought about completely, just to say you're doing something because you feel pressure yeah. by nobody, because nobody's pressuring you to do that. But no, like none of no, regular people are not pressuring you to do that. They really are. So yeah, so the people that you deal with every single day that come to you and you, that you get food to, parents, community members, none of them have asked about summer camp yet, or has anybody asked about it? They've asked because they want to know what's going on because nobody is saying anything. There's okay. no communication to uh, anybody from employees to parents. Mm-hmm. Like community members there's, there's no information going on to anybody so when they ask because they want to know what's going on because nine times out of ten they haven't fully withdrawn but they want to know if they should because there's money tied to it right right right. so right. they want to know should they just go ahead and get their money back or mm-hmm. you know try and wait and see and nine times out of ten these people need that money mm-hmm. so we we tell them we don't know. It's, it's like telling somebody. It's like owing somebody money, and when they come, they they never the people ain't never got your money. So can I ask? And you may not have the answer to this, but do you feel like, or do you know if a lot of the parents of the children that y'all serve are they laid off, or have they been negatively impacted by this? Um, in terms of a. Like, do you think they have more money now or less money now, or are they sitting and that's 
part one of the question and part two is do you think they have the ability to be home with their kids this summer like do you think they need to their parents at this time because of covid need to send their kids off the camp or do you think the majority of your parents are now home all day because of this i i don't know i don't know um yeah, I don't know. I can only assume mm-hmm. a situation. I mean, I can assume that it's affecting some people. That it's affecting people on some kind of level, but mm-hmm. to what? I don't. Yeah. I don't know. I was curious if, <clears throat> if, you, if they talk about it or if you like the people because I, you know, I be on the phone with you a lot, and so I know that people come pretty much frequently, like from the time even before y'all open y'all doors. People come in to see what y'all got going on pretty consistently throughout the day. Mm-hmm. Um, but I wasn't sure if those were actually, you know, parents of the kids that you actually see during the school year yeah. or if these are, you know, I think other people. People come and ask to see if we're doing, if we're going to be doing anything else cause, mm-hmm. uh, or, or just this. Because um, there is something else that they could be doing, but, or they could be. <clears throat> Or this could be operating at a better level if there was proper, mm-hmm. you know, preparation, guidance, and this could be better than what it is. But I'm, I don't know if I should say hopeful because it's not, it's kind of a, I guess, a messed up thing to hope for. But if people are being negatively impacted because of Corona, if they're laid off, then I am, I hope that they are then able to spend time with their kids this summer. They're going to be home and they can do all these things. And so hopefully, sending their kid to camp isn't a necessity the way it would be <clears throat> any other time or summer because that's what I was thinking about like if they if they pull their money from camp and I know y'all don't charge you know weekly it's one fee that they pay mm-hmm. one time um and they tried to use that money to um you know get a sitter or a nanny or something for their child at home because they don't want their kids out here exposed or whatever, if that's not really an option to them because it's not that much money tied up into that, right? So you because you're talking about maybe at least a hundred, two hundred dollars weekly at least mm-hmm. for someone to come watch your kid in your home. So they don't have the money for that. Um, so the only option would be hopefully they're at home right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Otherwise, they kind of screwed, you know, because they can't take advantage of the free service that is offered in after school care and summer care. No. Yeah, it's definitely gonna be something that needed and and, and and having to find alternative routes, whether it be grandma, aunt, friend, or whatever. <coughs> but yeah, it's just yeah, it, more could be done. But there is there is there's no way to as far as opening up centers to. programming there is no way to safely under the guides of you know the health whatever mm-hmm. there's no way to safely do that there's you you have to dramatically cut your numbers to the point where you have to ask it if it really even makes sense to do that um because even, even with the summer camp situation, you cut your, you cut your, you don't really, you cut it by one to two, because the, the ratio during summer camp really is uh, one to, one to about 11 inside, 
So you, you cut it to nine, but even then, and you're saying that that one person stays with those kids the whole time, mm-hmm. but you, that by itself leaves you, leaves that one person no room to take a break, to uh, eat lunch, use the bathroom. Mm-hmm. It leaves them v- responsible and vulnerable in places where though everything's a liability because mm-hmm. if one person needs something or does something I have to stop everything in order to properly watch we all have to be doing this like you you need two people in a, in a period mm-hmm. even saying outside camp when you don't mean 100% outside then you leave yourself liable to like just like lying and yeah, it's, it's misleading. It's, yeah, it's, it's a whole lot of fabrication. <laughs> yeah, when all of it can be avoided by just doing what you can do mm-hmm. to the best of your ability and letting that speak letting the community speak for it. Yeah. Like if they if the community needs something, <clears throat> there there should be a. Like they should be able to come to the center and say what they need or if there's a neighborhood association whatever the case may have you and they talk to them and all right let's let's make that happen let's talk to whoever we got to talk to to make that happen if that's not happening you know improve what you what you're doing stay on what you're doing and let that be what it is the community will tell you if they're happy with you or not yeah like we was talking about i definitely think that their focus should be on the community and less on just the um youth honestly and i know that's kind of tough to say for wrecking parks but it recreation is part of it and parks is the other part of it and we don't have parks in baltimore so the parks are the community centers those are our parks you know outside of the couple that we have drew a park and whatever you know come on i ain't about to name them but you know, the real, the real parks are the recreation centers, um, in these communities. And so Mm -hmm. having it open to anybody to come and get food, cool off, get some water, get some juice, Mm -hmm. uh, play a card game, do a puzzle, you know, I should be open for anybody who's in that community to come inside and to be able to do that on a, on a red hot day. Mm -hmm. And if it's not a red hot day, y'all close the doors and have everything outside food distribution, Mm -hmm. you know, had the bathrooms open maybe. Um, but other than that, that's what, and me as a community person, that's what I would want to be able to come do. Like if I even just meet, like I have a, a home thankfully so it's not a necessity but if i was going out running for a jog on a hot day i would like i would love to be able to stop by my local community center come in grab a sandwich talk to some people and keep on about my day like and i think that's what it should be open for for kids seniors anybody who is local to that community yeah that's that's literally what should be happening and that's that's it and that's until then then as things get better or as you go into your different stages phases or whatever yeah that's and then there's a thought but there don't don't open yourself up to a whole bunch of you know, nonsense mm-hmm. when just because you feel pressure by people somebody who's running for re-election <laughs> not even going in 
Yeah, that's a fact. By, by people who don't yeah. care, uh, who will never step foot in any of these, who don't care, who who really you're just doing. Yeah. It's listening to the wrong people. No, he's not even asking the, the people. They, yeah, you know, that, I even just look that's, at that's a, that. That also is a problem. Yeah. That also he don't care to know. the social media stuff with all of this black lives matter and having to check family members on social media Mm -hmm. because of ignorance yep speak on it because you was on a uh rampage earlier this week uh (laughs) and that uh basically it boils down to a, a generational divide generational gap where or especially our generation we came up and this is what our second shutdown yeah we lived through we we, we made it through 9 11 yeah um so we we were the test two babies for all the cyberbullying that we got that first yeah we lived like that that literally talk about traumatizing you know yeah you're listing traumas that us as millennials have had to overcome and that was traumatic no people like that was literally ending like like that people killing themselves and other people yeah and other people yeah speak on that talk about all the things that we live through that our parents our general they they don't give us they think we and then Think that we soft that we don't care we 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 not into we don't know we we we've done more than our parents our parents are our other actually our parents are soft our parents, they're the worst <laughs> our parents our, our, our parents generation they ha- did not have to protest anything they are they are they're two two generations removed from that yeah they're comfortable and we want to make it clear that our parents, uh, you know, specifically are in their 40s and uh, early 50s. Yes. So that's the age range we're talking about. Uh, yes. You know, all respect to our elders, our seniors, our 60s and above. No, yeah, yeah. no, we're talking about specifically y'all 40 year olds and early 50 year olds. Yeah, y'all know who y'all are. Y'all. <laughs> uh, they, they are comfortable. And Cause what the the biggest thing they had was they they got they got Rodney King and then yeah, yeah. and then they let shit disappear yeah and then, yeah like but so we basically having to check them on their ignorance and their comfortability especially when it comes to businesses and, and, and entities that all they do is occupy a space in our environment. They add no value to it. They, they, do, they, they do the obligatory book bag drive in the mm-hmm. hood and people swear they for the people. 
because that's all you need is to give us some swag, some material things. Mm-hmm. And we thank you for us. Mm-hmm. And the people are... <laughs> what got me is, is people that are yelling about they're tearing down our neighborhoods. The people who are saying this... <laughs> people who are saying this are renters. Oh! Oh, oh! <laughs> ain't nobody tearing down them, no, yeah, yeah, no neighborhood own. and no yeah. home and no, with no with no houses and whatnot. You know, and you live, you the people and these neighborhoods. And first of all, these neighborhoods aren't aren't even ours. There is no give me give me, where, where is the neighborhood that we own that we the last ones that we had were in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Well, you know how I feel about that. We, like, uh, we, we we don't. We still living on plantations, y'all. We still living on the streets named after the people that was whipping us in our back. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, but they, we but they're our named, neighborhoods. Yeah. Win. Yeah. That ain't my neighborhood. Because <laughs> you was born there, nah. and you, you spent some time there. That's your name. Na- nah, son. Mm. So what do we do with our family though? Do we cast them aside? Do we educate them? No. How much is too much? We definitely how have, much ignorance do we take? <laughs> you definitely have to educate them first. You definitely have to educate them and check them and let them know. You know, give them the real, give them, give them the opportunity to see, and then you know, after that, what are you looking for? I didn't want to interrupt the silver thing. I was sitting up there. Go ahead. And then after that, after you educate them, you know, give them, give them, give them chance to, to see for themselves. Because after it's easy to walk around. Life is so much easier when you don't know shit. When you think that it is what it is, and you, but but once you know things and you see mm-hmm. things and you're able to think and you're like, wait, that might mean something else. That might be something else. This might be because of something else. Then you really start thinking and operating differently. And they feel like you're living in the matrix. And you got people that's close to you, your family, telling you that you crazy. Telling you that you wrong. Because they don't want to see. Or that you paranoid. Or that you, you know, you get called all kind of names when you uh, see things. I ain't even going to say woke. Because, you know, everybody is uh, mm-hmm. at different levels of that. But when you see certain things, people right. start telling you that you're crazy. Until, and it doesn't make any sense to them until they, until they see it or until it happens to them. But then at that point, it's too late and something else has is, is begun to happen. Example is gentrification. Okay. Nobody knows... Nobody sees it or knows it's happening to them or to their neighborhood until the white folks show up or until stores start closing or until, you know, housing lots that have had these broke down, dilapidated housing for years, these lots start getting cleared. New signs start going up. Shops that have been there for years start going out of business. Nobody sees that the people that are making that happen have been lobbying, have been raising rent, have been doing things behind the scenes 
but the people who see this who have who been aware of this and know patterns of this who try to tell these people watch out for that go to your local meeting read up on this look at that differently man you crazy what you talking about <laughs> that ain't happening for real man you all of a sudden man you, you was right about that I don't know how you knew that Hmm. It's just too much. And family be the worst of it. If you're closest to you, yeah. so they see you the same way forever. While your friends may be able to see you the way they saw you when they first met you, but are able to recognize the growth. Your family, unfortunately, isn't able to always do that. I find for me that it's more so specifically my family like my friends actually do understand because at this point in our lives and I've heard other people say this like we carefully curated the people that are in our lives Mm -hmm. you know or they have uh x themselves out of our lives Mm -hmm. you know yeah um you know so it's more so yeah definitely my family and I try I tend not to get into it on social media um, with them, I prefer to have the conversations in person or over the phone. Um, but and I always have been that way. I've always had radical opinions, but it I don't like having radical opinions when it comes to Black lives mattering and anything to do with That's any conversation that we're having. That I don't feel like my opinion is radical, nor should be radical. Yeah, my, yeah, my, my <laughs> discuss that. If you cannot see that. Then there's nothing to talk. You you you're already lost. Nothing will bring you back. You drowning and you 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 happy. Which is we not having no discussion about it. If we have any conversation about it, it's gonna be an argument. I'm not debating. I'm not having yeah any type of intellectual conversation. No, I'm arguing your ass down. I'm yelling and I'm screaming at you because that's how we feel. You bring a conversation to me, I'm bringing a riot to you. So that's how that is. That's how that's going to end. So for the last part, I wanted you to kind of tell me how you were feeling. That's to talk about having a spouse that is laid off because of all of this corona stuff. And, you know, a partner, your fiance, whatever. If this is affecting you and the person that you live with, you know, what is, how has that dynamic been for you with you being now the primary breadwinner, the only breadwinner, the only person? Uh, or am I even looking at that the right way? Do you feel like I'm looking at that the wrong way? I feel like I feel like um, because of the way we set ourselves up we set ourselves up in a position to where we are not hurting or it, it while it is a it does affect us we built a cushion the way we, we should and, you know always could be you know better but you know we we established a cushion um i don't feel any type of necessary i don't feel any type of added pressure one because that's what i, I told you that's what i always 
it's always been the goal, not necessarily to be the breadwinner, but to to be in a position, and I'm not there yet by any means, but to be in a position to where um, I can work or whatever so you don't have to. And I think now, um, more than ever, both of us have been on our on our shit to to improve and, and get to the next level but I think more now than ever I mean you've been able to find your your strides your stuff and, and get into things that you didn't have time for or you were too tired to get into or you just didn't have the time and it's like that's I look at that as the the biggest thing I, like that the losing the job thing is whatever I mean it'd be one thing if you were losing a job that you actually that was you know but we didn't care nothing about that. <laughs> <laughs> for real so it wasn't it is what it is but that's that's the biggest takeaway that I take from it is the positive I don't look at the while that is a thing neither one of us are lazy or and they're just going to accept that mm-hmm. so it's knowing your partner first of all like if you don't know your partner and all of a sudden this does happen and they just mm, it was me it is what it is i don't know and that turns into that but it's like it, it we haven't even been in a situation a, a, a full month and things have already so it's I'm, I was never worried about any of this because of the person I know I married oh that was sweet look at you but no, I appreciate that because, um, you know, like we had the conversation earlier this week. I definitely uh, have been feeling guilty about not being able to contribute uh, in the capacity that I know I was able to and would like to be able to. Um, or at least knowing it's going to take me some time to get back to a place where I will be able to contribute there. Um, and just you knowing me and me being a control freak and now not i mean and i was and i'll say me feeling like i don't have any control over the situation um but when i saw kayla when i took her home um or took her back to where she was staying um when she was here she told me like i'm looking at it the wrong way like now i have the most control over any like Mm -hmm. how i make money now is completely in my control Mm -hmm. um and so just trying to redirect my mindset and get into that position where it doesn't feel like I lost something which is my stability and that's what I guess I've been dealing with I feel like I lost my stability to be able to you know focus on my side hustles and the things that I wanted to start getting into anyway um and as they always say you know it's great to have that cushion and so now it's like you are my cushion and this is the test I feel like in our marriage for me of what you've always been trying to kind of get me to see is that you are all of those things. I've always known you were the protector and, you know, my peace. And I've said those things to you all the time, like my mental and uh, spiritual peace and my energy and all of that. Thing. You know, I know 
those things that you provide to me that I married you for. And that was these other elements of what we've always known, you know, you could be and should be and would be now have to come into play. And just me being able to trust that it's going to happen in a way, you know, that we continue to grow in a positive way. Yeah. It's like you lost a building, but you didn't lose like the foundation. Yeah. You know, I, I do look towards it positively. It's just the unknown that, you know, I have a hard time sitting with. And now I have nothing but time to sit with it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so um, just figuring out how I move forward to keep being, you know, your partner and supporting you as you are going out there every day now to do this and to make sure that we're okay and what do you need what do you need to feel supported like i'm getting you know it's nothing that this has caused a lack in because if anything any any and everything that i would have needed to you know we've got more like we spend more time with each other we do more things well yeah can't do things because ain't no things to do (laughs) right so all of the distractions are now gone that i would need that for yeah or you know in order for that to happen i would we needed the time now we have the time so it's like Mm -hmm. at this point you pick you you nitpicking like you're looking for something to be mad about yeah, no, I was going to say, I think that is, you know, the biggest blessing of Corona is your work schedule changing and us spending all this time together. I love it. I love having you here with me as much as possible. <laughs> um, I enjoy it thoroughly. And I am glad that you feel that way, too. Yeah. You know, I, like I said earlier this week, like, oh, that's what I was going to say, that I enjoy the moments that we sit in silence and just talk. And because a lot of the times when I was working and in school, I was constantly looking for a way to also distract myself simultaneously from all of the shit that I was doing that I didn't want to do. So I was always, uh, you know, had something on the TV, always had something playing, you know, listening to something. And more than ever, these last this last week these last two weeks i've been sitting in silence (laughs) and just uh sleeping a lot dreaming a lot not about nothing i don't think i had my most memorable dreams at night when i lay next to you i think there's something about sleeping next to you that puts me most at peace where i can really let those dreams kind of come and flow but um you know, just taking that time to rest, I guess, honestly, maybe from all these these past couple years of doing a lot of stuff that I didn't really want to do. And now knowing that I don't have to do anything I don't want to do. True. Yeah. Thank you for listening and sharing your time and space with me. I hope that you were able to go on a mental journey and that you'll go on to have your own conversations with the people close to you. I wish you all peace, joy, love, and prosperity in all of your interactions and your endeavors. Until we meet again.